Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob, and today we return to the Chosun part of our website. Uh, probably neglected it a little too much lately, <laughs> but then you read about North Korea in the news all the time, and I'm sure you have something to pray about. But uh, I got this uh, information that I'm about to share with you from foxnews.com. Now there's something for you to think about, Fox News <clears throat> and our present president. Neither of these groups or people claim to be uh, the born-again message. Uh, they don't claim that they are Christian, they are the church, and yet they have been giving great um, uh, approval of the church. They've been pushing the Christian values, and, and so we thank God that there is at least someone in the media, someone in the White House, who is at least on our side, whether... Uh, they have fully grasped the message or not, so we thank God for it. Uh, Foxnews.com, two articles I want to share with you. A lot of the information you're about to hear, you have heard before in a different context, but I was uh, happy to see that Fox News has, has got a hold of this. For 16 years, North Korea has been ranked the most oppressive place in the world for Christians, and they're getting that from the... Uh, open doors uh, listing that they put out every year. This week, uh, recently, the United States Department, State Department reasserted it as one of the world's worst religious persecutors, torturing and executing those that are even suspected of worshiping God. But that still hasn't stopped an estimated 36% of the population, maybe around 9, 9 million from practicing Christianity. Life is extremely difficult for all North Koreans, but Christians face an even tougher road, said Jeff King, who's the president of International Christian Concern, ICC. He told Fox News, Christians are accused of being imperialists, seeking to overthrow the government, and those who are caught practicing their faith are arrested, horrendously tortured, imprisoned, and sometimes immediately put to death. So how do these brave devotees do it in the most closed country on earth? On the surface, Christianity does exist in North Korea. Its constitution on paper vows to protect religious freedom and forbids discrimination based on one's faith. And thus the capital, Pyongyang, is currently host to five state-controlled churches, now, the Protestant Bongsu, Chilgol, and Jail churches, the Catholic Dangchung Cathedral, and the most recent being the Orthodox Holy Trinity Russian Church. Yet, all are deemed to be little more than fraudulent showpieces for visiting officials and tourists. Foreign visitors are routinely paraded around these sites in which aptly dressed church officials clutch Bibles and bow at the altar. But Chad O'Carroll, managing director of the Seoul-based news and analysis firm Korea Risk Group, told Fox News that these are generally just hand-picked state workers whose vocation is to feign or fake religion. The collection plates are passed through congregations and locals appear to donate as, as foreigners look on. 
uh, but the plate ends up empty at the end. Guides often complain about having to go to church and put on the show because some diplomatic figure is in town, he continued. There's a mosque in Pyongyang to keep the Iranian officials happy, and the Russians now have their church. Indeed, the Russian embassy to North Korea boasts that the decision to build the first Orthodox church was made in 2002 after former leader Kim Jong-il visited a church on an official trip to the Russian Far East. The Russians state that their Orthodox church donated bells, icons, and church utensils to the project, and that services are held every Saturday and Sunday, and that the Russian embassy traditionally invites heads and personnel of the diplomatic missions and international organizations to participate in services on the biggest Christian holidays, such as Christmas and Easter holiday. But below the surface, there is an authentic Christian movement with extreme risk. It's estimated that up to 70,000 Christian prisoners in concentration camps in North Korea and, and the database center for North Korean human rights conjectures that more than 75% of Christians who are dealt this fate do not survive. Defectors have spoken of Christians being crushed by steamrollers and used to test biological weapons or hung on a cross over a fire. One of the biggest obstacles Christians face is paranoia snitching from even close confidants as the Kim Jong-un regime encourages tattling for rewards. A famous saying in North Korean culture is, the walls have eyes and the fields have ears. Christians must be extremely careful to hide their faith as much as possible. They must practice in the dark and be very wary of neighbors, friends, family members, turning them in, as all citizens must spy on each other, King said. Most parents refrain from introducing their children to the Christian faith until they're older in order to protect the family. Case in point, Vernon Brewer, founder and president of humanitarian organization World Help, told Fox News that he often thinks about a case involving a girl named Aeon, whose third grade teacher gave the class a special assignment to go home and look for a book. And if it's the right book, the student will be honored. Aeon ended up finding a Bible. The next day, she received a prize at her school. But when Aeon returned home, her parents weren't there. He recalled, it's hard to imagine such cruelty that would unknowingly turn children on their own parents. Not only does the regime jail suspected culprits without trial, but they will often snatch up relatives, irrespective of whether they share the Christian belief. They're known to punish families up to three generations, Brewer said. Parents brave enough to share their faith with their children or extended families are known to gather in lightless back rooms of their homes 
where they can only whisper their prayers and hymns. Often their Bibles are scattered pages to, to disguise the book. North Koreans are sometimes granted permission to visit China, where some are believed to access Bibles and other Christian literature and smuggle them back in at their utmost peril. O'Carroll also pointed out that Christian missionaries sometimes operate orphanages and other services in border areas, but they do this without any religious symbolism. They preach and practice through their actions rather than traditional ways, he explained. From the late 19th century until the Korean War, North Korea was a Christian stronghold. Pyongyang was considered the Jerusalem of the East. And while it is now anything but friendly to the faithful, activists claim Christianity is still burgeoning in the deeply tyrannical country. Despite efforts to eradicate Christians, we have found the church in North Korea is actually growing, Brewer added. They know only God is powerful enough to break through the darkness of the most oppressive regime on earth. Fox News. Here's one from October 25 of this year. Fox News again. North Korean Choi Kwang-hyuk is one of the lucky ones. Now, the 55-year-old managed to escape from the work camp where he was sent after being targeted and persecuted by the government for his Christian faith. We couldn't raise our voice during a service. We couldn't sing out loud during a worship. That was hard. Choi told Fox News through a translator. Also, we had to hide so that other people could not see us. Despite having to hide his faith in, in plain sight while living in North Hamgyang province, Choi was still compelled to bring religion to others when he started an underground church. There were about nine people, he said, I couldn't do mission work because we had to keep it secret that we had a church. If that information had leaked, we could have faced the death penalty. North Korea is officially an atheist state where, except for a show church in Pyongyang that tourists are shown, public worship is forbidden. The country is ranked the most oppressive place for Christians in the world and has had that ignominious status for years, according to Open Doors USA. Choi's statements describing oppression, as well as his report of imprisonment for owning a Bible or practicing faith, align with everything we know about North Korea, Open Doors President David Curry told Fox News. Rated the worst place for the persecution of Christians, North Korea treats Christians horrendously and registers them as enemies of the state for their faith. The totalitarian state forces the Estimated, and this is a different estimate here, estimated 300,000 Christians living there to hide their religious beliefs and fellowship among each other. In a nation where the ruling regime demands total control over the general public, anything that challenges the government's power is seen as a threat, including religion, said Jeff King, who we quoted a little while ago. As a result, the North Korean government does everything in its power to squash the spread of Christianity. 
This leads much of the religious population in North Korea to go underground with their worship, much like Choi and his church were forced to do. We had only one Bible, he said. North Hamgyang province is very cold. In the winter, we would dig a big hole and store kimchi there. We sometimes had services there. In the summer, we had services in the mountain or by the river. I never heard the term underground church until I got here in the United States. 2008, North Korean authorities caught up to Choi and arrested him. He was held in prison by the state security department where he says he was interrogated about his faith. I was tortured there, he said. I, I kept denying it. He said that he was about to be sent to one of North Korea's brutal labor camps when he was able to break free. I decided to escape because I thought that once they sent me to the other camp, uh, they could eventually send me to the concentration camp or kill me, Choi recalled. I was traveling back and forth between China and North Korea, but they kept searching for me, and I knew it could put my friends in danger too, so I left. The North Korean gulag system is notorious for harsh conditions and brutal treatment of its prisoners. Choi feared being sent to the most notorious camp within the system, Camp 22, also known as Horyang Concentration Camp, and part of a large system of prison camps throughout the communist dictatorship. Camp 22 is a, an 87-square-mile penal colony located in North Hamgyang province, where most of the prisoners are people accused of criticizing the government. Inmates, most of whom are serving life sentences, face harsh and often lethal conditions. According to the testimony of a former guard from Camp 22, prisoners live in bunk houses with uh, 100 people per room, and some 30% show the markings of torture and beatings, torn ears, gouged eyes, faces covered with scars. Unfortunately, it is inexplicably easy to wind up in one of these camps. While someone can be sent to one of these camps for openly evangelizing, someone can just as easily be sent there for simply being in contact with a religious person, King said. Now, prisoners are forced to stand on their toes in tanks filled with water up to their noses for 24 hours stripped and hanged upside down while being beaten or given the infamous pigeon torture. That's where both hands are chained to a wall at a height of two feet, forcing them to crouch for hours at a time. Tiny rations of watery corn porridge leave inmates on the brink of starvation, and many hunt rats, snakes, and frogs for protein. Some even take the drastic measure of searching through animal dung for undigested seeds to eat. Beatings are handed out daily for offenses as simple as not bowing down in respect to the guards fast enough. Prisoners are used as practice targets during martial arts training. Guards routinely rape the female inmates. Choi said he finally escaped to neighboring China, 
While he was figuring out where to go next, he had heard how the general image of North Korean defectors was not positive among those in South Korea. So I applied for asylum in the United States, he told Fox News. Choi, who was single when he lived in North Korea, was granted asylum in the U.S. in 2013. He first lived in Dallas before eventually moving to Los Angeles, where he now lives. Choi said that as a result of injuries he received while being tortured, he is unable to work, but has committed himself to telling the world about the human rights abuses in his native land. First of all, every human must have the right to freedom, he said. There is no freedom in North Korea. By laws, they have the freedom of religion and the freedom of the press, but the reality is very different. And despite the hardships he may face, Choi said that life in the U.S. is a vast improvement. And there's an enormous difference between my life in North Korea and my life in the U.S. He said, the, uh, the life in North Korea is hell. Life in America is heaven. All right, for all of us complainers, for all of us bitter, angry, unsatisfied Westerners, don't even pray and read your Bible. Will you, will you get a hold of this message? Will you pray for Choi and, and the others that he represents? Will you do something? I, I don't know what you could do. I don't know what I can do. I give money to some organizations. I pray. I I ask God for other ideas. I don't know what else to do. But pray sincerely. The effectual, fervent prayer of righteous people, it will avail much. I, I believe it. This thing can't go on forever. God will intervene. He'll intervene because we care and we pray. Do something. Do something for North Korea today, will you? This is the Hackberry House of Chosun. Chosun is the old name for Korea. Talk to you, Lord willing, very soon. Bye-bye.